The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. You want to sing the never-ending story for the opening? No, I really, I really don't. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Come on. Hello and welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast. This week, we are a podcast and we are a gang, but we are not going to be reviewing movies, so we're two for three, I guess? I don't think we're even a gang if there's just I, I, I was about to say, so I think we're just one for three. We're just two blokes reviewing a television series, so here we go. <laughs> Time to reboot the podcast. Right, right. One episode. Yes. Uh, yes, it's it's amazing. We opened up a podcast about Stranger Things without making a nostalgia-based reference. I guess I guess technically Never Ending Story is a nostalgia-based reference, but it's technically about That's the right. plot of the show, whatever. Anyways, yeah. uh, this week plot point. we're going to go back in time to the 80s to review season... We're, we're actually going to do a general talk about Stranger Things and specifically Stranger Things Season uh, 3, because uh, I've just rewatched all of Stranger Things, and uh, Trevor just got up to date with all things Stranger Things, and... Uh, here we are. We're beginning. I, I'm going to go ahead and read the premise for season three, but we're going to circle back to season one because I don't think we've ever really generally talked about this show on the Movie Gang podcast, to my knowledge. Watch a fan correct me and be like, in episode 298, you guys talked about Stranger Things the first season. Um Okay, I don't think we have 298 episodes. Only our fans were as devoted to Easter and <sighs> yeah. Minutia as fans of Stranger Things. I'll have to talk about it in the next Animania, but Scully really called me out on Twitter. I, I gotta get to that. It was really bad. Wow, well, continuity? Oh, yeah. No, he called me out about smartphone. He got very specific about my opinions about anime. <laughs> it was it was really rough. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like on a continuity era. Oh, no, 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 no. He just said, I'm gonna like trash because I like smartphone. And I was like, that's not correct, but that's fine. Okay, anyways, in the summer of... No one cares about Animania. I feel bad for the movie gang people. Uh, in the summer of 1985 in Hawkins, the new Starcourt Mall has become the focal point of the town, driving other stores out of business. Sheriff Jim Hopper is conflicted over Eleven and Mike's budding relationship while Joyce considers moving out of Hawkins for better prospects, leaving the state of the children's friendships and her own relationship with Hopper in the air. However, strange power fluctuations trigger Will's awareness of something otherworldly, and Eleven and Max sense something is off about the town's residents, and despite Despite being closed, the portal to Upside Down fears that they are all in danger from it still. It's a weird sentence structure, but that's fine. Starring Winona Ryder, David Harbour, Finn Wolford, Millie Bobby Brown, uh, Gatton Matarazzo, oh no, no, uh, Gaten Matarazzo, Caleb McLaughlin, uh, Noah Schnapp, Sadie Sink, Natalie Dyer, Charlie Heaton, Joe Keery, uh, somebody dark Dacra Montgomery I know he plays Billy uh Maya Hawk uh Priya Ferguson and Clara Buono as Karen Wheeler yeah so this is Stranger Things season three and uh, Trevor tell me about your experience with Stranger Things uh um yeah, I don't think we've ever talked about Stranger Things, have we? Apparently, you're a super fan. I'm not okay. Um, God damn it! Sorry, I, I, I'm I, characterizing I, I, you. You are. An, you watched the se- you, for, you watched the first yes, two seasons. I mean, I'm gonna, you did a I'm gonna, I'm gonna characterize you as the Stranger Things hater. That see, that puts mm-hmm. you on the level. Like I'm just that's a normal fair. person now. Yeah. I feel like that's, that's what we do to each other, just in pure characterization. <laughs> it's like, so you love this more than life itself, right? Is you hate? Yeah. Well, this you went to me, <laughs> and I went to you. It's so, fair. It's uh, fair. My bad. It's fair. <laughs> 
I've always been ambivalent about Stranger Things. It is something that I enjoy. This is something we both watch with our significant others mm. and enjoy together that way. So I think that probably is going to be something. It's an element. Common. It's an element. Yeah. It's this is yeah. definitely our takeout show. Uh, though that said, we binge it. I, I've never watched. I never. There's never many days where I'm actively watching Stranger Things like other media. Like, you know, we'll watch Fruit Baskets for 62 weeks or whatever. Yeah. But like, I will be watching Stranger Things for about two weeks in terms of us trying to binge that show. So it is genuinely. I always feel like Stranger Things is the most Netflix Netflix show because it's exactly. such a it's such I a binge s- show. This is part of my thing with it too. Is it's it's kind of in the vein of like. That Netflix show that I like probably goes comparisons for me is like the Marvel Netflix shows where I'm just like, oh, I, I, I'm interested in this. I need to see all of this. I might as well just watch it all and get it over with right, <laughs> sometimes, right. you know, right. I, because I don't always stand a chance of remembering like the details of it. Depending on and and I think that I is. think that my general defense of Stranger Things is because I understand that the 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 fan need to combine both Stranger Things in the same vein as the Marvel Netflix shows because I think like that's a lot of times when I was watching like Iron Fist it's like this is so bad but I just need to watch it and and I'll just watch it and it's one of those moments as a fan to be fair this is a lot better directed no 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 well, we're gonna I'm gonna explain show. that why I think like there's a there's a core fear at the beginning of Netflix where people talk about the algorithms of Netflix and how it led to stuff like House of Cards. And it's like, you know, it's one of those things where it's like you have a question and at the core of Netflix is like, is Netflix really just serving up great content? Is it serving up very bingeable content for the purposes of driving media consumption? And in that way, is it not really like a haven for artists creating good art, but rather a haven uh, for people creating nostalgia? Remember this porn? And that's and that, you know, Stranger Things often fits a cog in that argument overall for Netflix. So I think that's. For me, Stranger Things is unfairly often categorized because I think the Duffer Brothers are actually like I, 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 I'm always amazed that like for me personally, like there's nothing nostalgic about the 80s for me. Uh, I, like there's stuff like there's stuff like, you know, like arcades. Sure. I mean, I was never an arcade kid and like Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it was before our time. But it, it was. Know, it was older than that. I mean, younger. than that. And, and I'm sorry, like like references to D&D are going to get me like they're just going to get me. Yeah. And they do a good job. You know, they could do a good job of crafting a scene that actually plays into the original advanced Dungeons and Dragons using Fireball. Oh my God, that was so good. Anyways, the point is, is that like, it is, I guess it is nostalgia and I am got by that. That's the point is I just, I don't think it's just nostalgia. I don't think, you know, I've listening to other critics or something like if it was just nostalgia alone, the show wouldn't be as successful as it is, as talked about as it is, you know? Right. I I think that's the element of it. And I think that's the problem is that I think that a lot of online criticism for Stranger Things circles back to the broader sense of Netflix argumentation because it is to my mind the quote unquote Netflix show and I think that ultimately for me it's a well crafted series that relies on nostalgia to poke people but that's never the point of the show it's the window dressing of what's happening of putting us in the world that we envisioned in the 80s of science fiction and everything else and also just genuinely aping the style of uh aping the style of Spiel, Steven Spielberg to such a great extent that it's very hard to, for me to not sit down and watch that show and get a big warm feeling somewhere in my heart. 
it it's i think your enjoyment of it depends on like how much you're able to like engage with the charm and accept the charm for what it is and mm. kind of just not worry about some other stuff other stuff what what other stuff me. do you con- have concerns about it because uh, again i i disagree with it i think it's a good plot and i think that uh i think depending on which season we're talking about they've constructed successful mysteries uh i think that they have a formula where they break up the main cast and so you always have this question of why the fuck doesn't all the main cast just get back together especially in the third season and second season um second season is the well, worst yeah, I, I wondered about that yeah. but i think that's part of the first season too is i mean and not but the, the extent but, that but it, it, is it, it, the it makes the first too, season but. has a fight in the core group i feel like in the first season the reason that everybody is separated off is very motivated and also it's like it's not the first time this happens. Like the second season, the problem for me is why the children don't go to the two adults that they know will fucking understand. Like that's yeah. the purpose and the problem. The second and third season, like I totally understand the first season why they don't go to Hopper immediately. Cause they don't trust Hopper because he's part of the government and all this other stuff. It's right. It's very, Authority the figure. first season mm-hmm. is the best of the three seasons. I still think, I think that this is still good, but I still think the first season is, is it's clear to me that the Duffer brothers had that script mulled over it for like years exactly. and it was just well, plotted and perfect and, I, and i'm not saying that they let there's a huge dip in quality i think there's a dip in quality between season one and two and i think it comes back up in three and i think that's i'm basically with you on that yeah, yeah. i think i think season two is the low point um and i think season three i think season- it's a return to form which also i depending on where you are with it i think you know it is very formula like you have some of the same exact kind of things happening uh, characters, you know, like Winona Ryder's character, who right, God right. bless her, is like, you know, probably one of her best performances. Right. <laughs> like I'm sorry. Pretty much everybody agrees with yeah. that. Poor Winona Ryder. Um, <laughs> it's like, you've never done anything kinda, better. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, and Edward Scissorhands is the only, uh, is the other thing. Uh, but, um, yeah, she does her kind of hysterical mom thing, but also justified, you know. Right, right. And, like, um, and, um, <laughs> Both in this season and in the last one, the kooky conspiracy theorist plays like Freud to like psychoanalyze people and tell them they should fuck. Like, it's, it's, it's just it, yeah, it, it. <laughs> it's actually it, it's to me it's actually like it's it's pretty funny and I think I think that's one of the things too which was good for me to go back and like it's in the first season. Like, it's one of those things, too, that I recognize the third season watching the first season again. There's a lot of other characters in the first season that make the town feel lived in. Like, for instance, the other two, like, bumbling police officers you see a little bit in season two. But they're pretty much gone by season three. You don't see them in season three. And they added a lot of, like, life to it. Like, for instance, there was consequences to stuff. Like, Jonathan Byers getting in that fight. He was arrested by police officers. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's it's a lot of stuff that, like, it felt like a small town. Like you forget that Steve or one of Steve's friends wrote Nancy the slut on like the billboard and all this other stuff. And that began Steve's like trajectory of like, you know, when he goes up and he like cleans it himself and all this other stuff. And it's one of those things too. It's like, you know, Katie and me were watching the season and we're like, like we kind of did not like the Jonathan Byers, Nancy, uh, sorry, Jonathan Byers, uh, Nancy Wheeler relationship. That's the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to say Natalie Dyer. Um, uh, that's some that is the actress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, sorry, I, you know what I mean. The point is, is like we, we didn't like their relationship this season, even though like I was I was okay with the timeline of it, but the, we were kind of like, ugh, this is just such forced. Did their relationship exist this season? It's just like they were together in the same place. And- 
a lot of the time. Well, they had a relationship. They had, then they had a spat. Yeah, yeah they, they had, had a, a spat over working for yeah. the assholes and stuff and, the, and, and a little bit. And I liked it, too, how they just, like, absolutely killed them at the end of it. That was fun, too, how they just went there. Um, but it seemed a little bit out of place for the rest of the cast. And also, I think that one of the things is, like, going back and watching their relationship in the first season, you so buy it. And it's one of those things that's, like, you know, it made me like the relationship again. And it was one of those things that makes me feel like season three is, is just, like, I think the issue that Stranger Things is always going to have is the breath of the cast and also just like certain characters becoming beloved by the fans like steve was always initially meant to die and steve is now beloved by the fans steve and dustin yeah, he's like the best fucking part exactly and that's the thing <laughs> is like, like that's why steve and dustin like just end up together like it's there's just such a mm-hmm. bullshit reason as to they're not including uh there's just no reason why they're not including uh Sorry, Dustin and the main cast. It just makes some sh- so much sense from the original way that this show was structured to break up the kids and let them have other adults or other kids to bounce off of. In this cha- like in this situation, Max comes in, and it's just it's just the 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 group which they always stress is so much more about like it's just such a better show when the group's actually physically broken up. And they get better, and yeah. they, you know, they all get together at the end, and then they're all just staring at Elle as she, she fucking kills the monster. That's, that's like that's like the uh, formula. It's kind of the same problem with season two. Is like you had to have Elle not be there for like most of it in order for the monsters to be threatening. Otherwise, she could just take care of it. And there's a kind of a similar problem with I, at the end of the season where she loses her powers like yeah. suddenly. I, I disagree and with that. Just, I, just think, I think I think that it. that's story writing. Like I don't think telekinesis is all powerful and they haven't played L powerful. So L getting killed by just a single Demogorgon is totally a thing that could still happen in my opinion. So like not that she would ha- get killed, but like being threatened by I think the I think they killed that a little bit when like the 50 foot mind flare was like given like not giving her so much trouble. So I don't know. Or when she yeah. can flip cars now. I think I think this is the thing L is, you know, L's L's the main character in her own way and her powers fluctuate depending upon the scenario. So um, we'll see how that. Well, let's just talk about this season and we can like go back to the first two, I guess, more. Yeah. Well, but, I did um, want to say that season two, the big issue that I was coming around to was saying that like the weakest moment in Stranger Things is when Elle goes to the city. Yep. A lot of the internet agrees with you on that. And that one episode. I remember watching that episode and thinking, huh, okay. It's like a whole nother gang. Right. I wonder if they'll ever come back. I wonder if we'll ever see more of them. You know what it was? I I, I think that whole scene is motivated by Elle coming back through the door and like, like, like uh in like goth girl makeup and like killing a bunch of stuff that's totally the reason that happens is to motivate that transformation and to have that cool scene and i think that's one of those things where it's just like it's not entirely unmotivated by any means it's just like a whole like detour. yeah because it's you know an l l l from the beginning is this is this transformation period like they definitely intended harper to be her dad hopper to be her dad from the very beginning and that, that relationship is the heart of why stranger things to me works so well oh god yes that's the best part of this season yeah Best part, to, best and, part of both. You know, even where they the take her out of season two, yeah. it's like their relationship makes sense. They have yeah. like a thing that makes it make sense. Absolutely. Yeah. And Hopper is like my favorite part. And I think I was frustrated with how just like foppish almost. Maybe not the right word, but played for laughs he was this season because he's just always mad at <laughs> something. But that's also kind of, I guess, what his character is. And um you know, they made it really work with that letter at the end. I think so that's, and I think it's, me. I think this is also like, 
and it's something that I'm liking in media as like, you know, as like we've evolved into stuff and to like, we can admit to people being more complicated. Like we don't have to re-embrace the classic father knows best element of like the sixties, but like we can have father figures that while flawed are it fundamentally good. And I think that's Hopper to the core. Like, you know, he's the, he's, he's good Homer. He's, he's like pre season four Simpsons Homer. Like he's an idiot, but he's also like his, his, like, you know, he does good things and he's like a good dad. He's a complicated dad. Like it brings to mind Lindsay Ellis's video talking about like the guardians of the galaxy and like, um, what's his face? Yondu. Yondu, well, that's more about like abuse. I don't know. If well, I, I don't. I, yeah, I don't agree with that. I just, I think that they're, I think that elements that are in play I mean, when he they're does yelling, have an anger problem. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I disagree. I think, I yeah. think, I think that elements in play, and I don't think that they're suggesting like physical abuse. I think they're suggesting like he did his best considering the situation. Yeah, I still think it's frustrating in the first part when right. that comes up because like it's like it's being played seriously but it's also being played for laughs and when Winona Ryder gives him the speech that like to say you're like well that just doesn't even make sense and I guess that's the point is that it doesn't make sense that he'd say something like that yeah and-, and it works out because we get you know there is payoff for it eventually it's just it's it's kind of forgotten about in the meantime you know like it's it's a character beat that it's set up and then we forget about because we gotta kill a you know the monsters and then it comes back in the end and that's that's fine that's good i just it's still frustrating at first i think and like because it it you know with without knowing that it's coming it kind of leaves you wondering is this like are we actually supposed to sympathize with him right now and that's i think maybe the shadier part of the character writing for this even though i'm more positive about it than i was season two you know, yeah, I mean? I, I, so you're just saying that he's a bad guy, or what are you saying? Like, I'm I'm a little I'm, confused. I'm, I'm saying like when that conflict comes up about him like freaking out about uh, L and Mike spending so much time together, potentially with the door closed, and which is also a reference <sighs> to the first season when uh, I think somebody says in the first season the three inches of the door keeping the door open was is like a reference to L being secure. Oh, really? Yeah, I think one of the other things about going back and watching is that there's a lot of stuff in this season. Does it build up a lot it, for you? It does. It, like, it, it build up old stuff. I was like, it, it was like weird stuff in this season. And I'm like, oh, that's actually a fucking reference, isn't it? Fuck. Like, it's funny to me how I haven't, because of, like, the breath between, like, I I've, I experienced this video, this media very, very quickly. Like, I, 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 like, it's two days of, like, watching each of these individual seasons, and they're separated by years. And so, like, I go back and watch it and be like, wow, this was all, like, tied in together, like, pretty well. And I just don't remember mm-hmm. it, which is, you know, again, that's probably a strike against Netflix or something. I don't know. But, you know. I mean, I can totally see the show playing better that way i mean like another like character writing thing i guess i should bring up now as many as any is with billy is like we know that he's an asshole because of season two we don't really see him yeah, it as a character it doesn't it, and much of that's this, a problem but, it's a problem because we're trying yeah. to he does have a redemption arc where he stops the mind flare it's not an arc stop you right there it's not an arc it's a scene <laughs> that's fair that's fair i think that's fair i think I th- but it is effective it's just like it's there's a trauma montage that explains why he's a jerk and then 11 like recognizes good in him and 
he gets a really good moment and it pays and it's payoff kind of can I, can if you remember him from season two yeah you know it, like I, <laughs> here's 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 the issue and i think that's the thing billy needs to not get caught so fast billy needs to be a protagonist uh, an antagonist as himself to like maybe tie into the racism things in season two or anything else and like let him be an antagonist yeah. for most of the story and then he ties in and then it's like it's like you know then you tie the specter of racism and all this other things to the main monster and do all this other stuff and it all comes full circle that's that's what well, needs I to mean, happen this is a fun show and the nostalgia is part of the fun and i don't expect it to be that deep a character i, I disagree study, i disagree i have not enjoyed the nostalgia so much as i just have you know i just have enjoyed the like the town level plot of it like you know we just don't do stories like this we don't do Spiel- like small town yeah spielberg like, stories yeah, we don't do spielberg stories really it's the Americana that I mean. That's it's yeah, yeah it's, it's it, yeah. America is a big. There part are evil of it. Russians in this season. They literally do evil Russians, and I'm like, sure, <laughs> just like yeah, it's great. Yes, why not? Yeah, why not? Like, I mean, we've done evil I Americans. Love, I don't I love yeah. that. Like the secret Russian headquarters is, uh, is under the like capitalist symbol of the mall and the whole like problem with the mall, like. Uh, edging out like small town like retailers is literal I mean, capitalism. Yeah, and then like <laughs> we're enjoying the capitalism, and we're, we can enjoy it because we have an ex-Soviet give a speech about how like it's all like you know rigged system, and then but also genes brought down the USSR. So what do you want? You know, well, <laughs> it's, I, I, I think like, it's, I, I actually <laughs> like it. I actually like it because, and I think that this was the well, like a good point for me, and it's because it's also the Fourth of July season, like season two. Yeah. Ironically, the worst season is the Halloween season, which is also like that's the one where the nostalgia in season two really fucking gets Katie because the eighties Halloween nostalgia for Katie was like boom, like it was all, like she that nailed her. Like just the Ghostbusters costumes? Or like no, no, no. There's a lot of other. There's a lot of other eighties. Lots of different. There's Halloween a lot stuff, of I Halloween guess, yeah. actual background nostalgia shit in there that Katie points out. Like you should go. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I can't recommend watching it with her. To be honest with you, I, mean, I, <laughs> I don't. I don't recommend that. That one. That, that season was annoying for me than more about other things than necessarily about the 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 dip in quality. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I think I think that like yeah, I think when he comes in, you know, Bald Eagle comes in. And kind of describes Americana as this absurdism. And I also feel like it's a commentary on the Americana and the absurdism of the show. It sort of suggests that, you know, it. This is the show is self aware. The show is self aware and does and does not exist. It's, it's about memory and everything else. Like, I think it's. I, I think that. I think that that was like. A, I, like I know that it's it's I I know that generally I think that's the core of why yeah. it works. I know? think I think that's I think that, I think that works, and I think that's funny to me that it works because it's such a character talking to the camera moment. Mm-hmm. But I it definitely <laughs> definitely like housing Stranger Things and the elements of Fourth of July was a good combination. Yes, that played more into the Spielbergian tropes and played more into everything else, D- right down to throwing fucking like firework bombs. Fireworks at the mind yeah, flare. which yeah. is just also yeah. those were some cool shots too. Like it just in terms of composition, they are still this season was like way more on point than season two. Demo dogs were the dumbest fucking thing in season two, <laughs> and goddamn is like the mind flare actually terrifying as well as like, I've been watching a lot of those VFX artist reacts videos that Ben sent us one of and. Uh, uh, are, like when you were talking about the shots, but like 
specifically, are you talking about like maybe the fireworks on the mind flare and all the lighting issues that that brings up and just how hard that is? Or would you have something else in mind? Like just how good the CG is? Is that what you're talking about? Or no, composition. Like, I, I don't, I don't, I've never, just like general composition. I've never thought direction. the CG was fantastic in any, in any Netflix show, to be entirely honest with you. There's some, but it's just generalized composition. It's also a choice of like the villain's design of being like this amorphous mask that you always have masked in shadow, except in those moments. But even then, it's sort of like mm-hmm. unclear. Like they've done a good job of combining, like they've played to their budget strengths. And that's the thing, too. Like, you know, like, the Demogorgon was scary for those moments when its face popped open, but it's really just sort of like, you know, it's just, it may be just a ripoff of a fucking, like, uh, you know, Gilmar de Toro villain. Like, that's that's totally like, uh, it's like the, the designs are not that clever. Their designs are clever based on the show's principle, how it's using them, and like also playing to the strengths of its budget as well as just composition and like how the creatures are presented in the scene. Like how you first see the creature like the the demogorgon in season one which is also just a haunting scene where you see it and all you see is this ghostly white humanoid figure like obviously like it's obvious to you that he's yeah, crunching and down and, on the upside yeah down, and l is just approaching it, it and just pokes it yeah. it's great yeah. it's great it's yeah. terrifying it's 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 just what it is like the demogorgon is not that fucking scary but you don't see it forever it's a well-done mystery box villain um now the mystery box is up, and that's the thing too is that they, sh- my maybe my yeah, issues is they show the, more, the mind uh, flare by like sees episode two, so I don't I don't I, I don't I don't think anyone's worked better than the Demogorgon, but at the same time I think that's more because of how the composition works. That said, the, the fighting the mind flare in the mall with fireworks is just so fucking cool. It's I could die. Cool. It's pretty cool. I think you do bring up like a good point with the mystery box thing, where the more and uh, this is like arguable as to like what kind of sci-fi you're going for like the demogorgon demodog mind flayer stuff i mean apparently it's all connected somehow and it's all basically the same thing but like the more this happens year after year and the less like character the monster has the more it goes on i think it maybe like that's just a problem of the show continuing is like there's not any like greater understanding of what the upside down is or what the monster is and it's like it doesn't matter because it's just like not that type of show and that's fine but like giving the mind flayer a voice this season seemed like a weird decision because like it's like the first time we've ever had any clue as to like what the monster wants and why total perfect mouth and like not not it's cool. Like, I did. We want we want yeah. Lovecraft. We want Lovecraft. Come on. You well, know. you and I always do. I don't know if that's what this needs to be or not. It needs to it be. It was Lovecraft, a strange yeah. decision. Yeah. Coupled with like just to have Billy be the face of it, and what I mean that actor more power to him. I mean that's you know <laughs> going. He's he's doing a great job. Um, it, it, and I think but, I think um, the, okay. So here's where the issue lies, and that the issue lies in too many antagonists this season, and not enough time on a singular antagonist. The first season, like yeah, the Demogorgon's the monster and antagonist, but the real antagonist is Papa in the first season by like leaps and bounds. It's the government and the majority mm-hmm. of the action revolves around avoiding the government and everything else. Yeah. And that's the, what you need here. And that's the issue is that this season really you needed to do the Russians the same way because honestly, instead of conspiracy and like paranoia of our yeah. own government, it's like conspiracy and paranoia of the yeah. Soviets. And then you're just yeah. scared and the Demogorgon comes out of the wall because it's slipping through dimensions one at a time and 
eating things and there was no dimension slipping this time around. And, and like you could have like it could have been fine if you went full like I feel like the issue is that we lose the plot of the thread of the season when they're not doing like they're not doing like people like they're not doing like uh, pod people anymore. They're do, they, well, what, what it evokes and like the decision of like of doing like body snatchers. Essentially. No, that's like, exactly what it is. The, yeah. Like paranoia of like Soviets, like infiltrating do our culture and like lying in plain sight. It body is evoking snatchers. that. Do body snatchers yeah. and connect the plots so that they're the same. They opened a thing up. It's like a Russian general got possessed by the mind flare. And now he's like going to Hawkins to let all of these guys in. And then the whole town gets possessed, but somehow they managed to turn him back and they just chalk but it up. It'll just paranoia. turn into meat. And it's like a lot of buildup with right, like, exactly. God, using like all those people just using die. the world war two, like, like when we meet again too is like one of those choices like i love the score and like part of the reason i love watching this is for the synth and the score just is always amazing some of the song choices of like ending episodes on like a uh, you know kind of like emotional dissonant note with like american pie when they're yeah. all killing each yeah. other in the dining room or using we'll meet again when there's just like the legion assembling in a basement it's kind of like okay <laughs> that's like Coupled with my enjoyment can, of the show, there is some like roll my eyes moments with the show, especially yeah. like as it goes on, I think. And this season, as much as I love it more than season two, I think has like it still has maybe more moments of that. And it's still like partly enjoyable for that reason. But the fact that they build up that and use well, we meet together, like the legion assembling of the townspeople and then they just turn him into meat. And then somehow Billy is still like useful because he has to be the mouthpiece, I guess, or for whatever right. reason so we can have a moment at the end it's, it's kind of undermines that I, th- bit, I think that's know? the thing I think you have a villain issue I think you have good character interplay and I think that's the core of any series to need to be successfully have it yeah and these characters are great like all exactly. these characters minus God. Mike even like the new ones they introduce Lucas's little sister has the potential to be very annoying but is like great no she's it's- fantastic She's fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. And the payoff of handing her D&D was just so powerful for me. I'm sorry. Oh, that was good. That yeah. was good payoff. And like oh, and the and uh what's her name? I'm seeing the actress's name, but not the character's name. The other Max. new character, Steve's friend. No, who, she's um, season 2. Like Yeah, Maxine's introduced in season 2. Yeah, yeah. Um no, what's her what's her name? It's Maggie, I think. Uh the red, the this other Scoops Ahoy employee. Oh, yeah, yeah, made, who uh, turns out to be a lesbian yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, "Thank God it wasn't just like another romantic subplot." They like, do they the, do an amazing so job of with Steve. I think that Steve is just going to continue yeah. to have. Like Steve is always the heart of this show and he's just a fan favorite character and they just continue to give him plot lines where he just can't be the jock anymore and I love it and mm-hmm. it's good. And then he turns out to be a friend and it goes well and it's awesome. I think you bring up another point where it's challenging to have this many characters interplay because, like, the core kids even are like not as developed as the adults, maybe even by now. I don't know. Well, I don't know. That's not true. Like, um, Mike has like a good, arguably better arc in this than he did in season two. Um, and um, yeah. What else was I saying? Oh, poor Will at the beginning of this is like, oh, uh. Will. He was lost for the first two seasons. Well, now he's being ignored. <laughs> I, I think. I so think. Bad. Yeah. I think the issue here is is a couple of things. That of the four kids, Dustin and Lucas are like clearly the breakout stars and the best kids yeah. on the group. Mike is is 
sort of always so just yeah mike is painful and he's just painful the youth and there's been good seeds with him uh mm-hmm. i buy him and eleven's relationship and i also buy them suggesting that eleven is born sexy yesterday as she grows up <laughs> like i like 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 making yeah kind of a reference. like that like wonder woman like mall shopping spree was long overdue exactly and it was that. good and it sort of did rescue her character a little bit i think that that was strong yeah and it was much better at establishing l as a person than the fucking let's go make her goth in season two did god yeah, the, help me the feminism is on point in this season someone gets stabbed with a heel i mean it's just <laughs> right no and i do think i do think that was it there was it there was an absolute attempt to inject feminism into this season and i think they did a good yeah. job well, and there's like a forgive the, the term i recall you don't like but like there's a toxic masculinity theme ro- running in this too no like, no no, no, no. Mike, used, used like, correctly especially like god help me like you know newsrooms i like having worked in newsrooms they really haven't changed that much i mean yeah there's plenty of women in newsrooms right now but it is still just like a you know women and men just eating each other alive that's just sort of the game it still is that way oh that's not even what i was thinking about but yeah that's a good point yeah. and like that even that that seed even works because you're like even though it's the mind flare possessing the guy you're like that's what would happen anyway like that's isn't his character he could be asleep right now you know well i think <laughs> like, that's i think that's the powerful thing is like you know when you have monsters that are vaguely represented presented to actual horrific like you know things that's fine like i'm not bothered by the fact he's possessed by the mind flayer like you know he's a he's just a he's just he's just you know the representation of actual bad things you see in everyday life just made into a monster that's the thing that stranger things excels at and it excels at that in the first season where fears of the government everything else and then that's just here we have it taking like sexism made form as a monster and it's societal judgment that crushes yeah yeah. i wasn't even thinking of that i was thinking of hopper too i mean that's that's kind of like what i was thinking with like when he's freaking out about 11 it was like just talk to her like don't talk to him don't talk to them just talk to her i I will say this this is very different from hopper in season two when hopper was very excellent at expressing himself like that yeah thank you for that because i was like as soon as i started season three i was like i don't remember hopper being this much of an oaf i really don't yeah it's not that he's an oaf so much as like the word that they use in the series is brute and that's where like hopper wouldn't have gotten drunk on a date like what the fuck is that like i I don't know like he he is coarse and he is it's just that they take him to the next level and then kind of save him by killing him and i i guess that's the point maybe yeah (laughs) no he's not dead for fuck's sake they call the american in the cell it's not even it's like shit i was so ready to believe i was so i just i hate i hate it 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 makes me hate myself because like i just so ready to believe it just for that moment to work and then i'm like "Mm, i didn't see a body i didn't see him actively getting vaporized that's on the portals right there there's the post credit there's too much and i'm like fuck there's too much i hate it i hate i hate how like the internet like i got spoiled for it and they're like hopper dies and i was so ready for it and then i was like looking at that i was like hopper did not die you assholes you're (laughs) awful if you're gonna spoil spoil correctly because uh, if somebody had said funny, Hopper dies but then comes back at the end and Hop that happened, I'd have been like, no, maybe he's actually just dead. Like, but I can't do that because that's all right. Yeah. I'm not gonna score this. I don't. I don't think I'm gonna score this. Uh, what I do want out of you is a suggestion about whether or not Stranger Things as a whole is worth watching. Hmm. Wow. I like. I was all ready for you to tell, ask me to score this. I had like three different scores. What's your score? You're gonna score each that's individual okay. season. <laughs> no, 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 we don't have to. Well, yeah, I had, I like thought of it, like, but I don't, I, you know, TV is different. It's a different time investment than a movie. So 
uh, I, I, mm, I think, I think it's worth it. <laughs> I'm still deeply ambivalent. I don't know if this season necessarily changed my mind because it's still not as good as the first season. It's just a return to form. It's better than the second. Right. Um, you know, uh, Hopper's arc in this little like um, your mileage may vary. Arc. Huh? Your mileage may vary. Yeah. I mean, Hopper and Mike's arc in this is good, and it's like, I don't know, it's kind of like one of those painful things like Wreck-It Ralph 2, where I'm like, oh, this was good for me to see, but this is also really painful to watch. <laughs> painful, and also yeah. Wreck-It Ralph is, I'm sorry, Wreck-It Ralph's a touch preachy in the second one a little bit, but it's good. A little it's bit. good. But a little bit, yeah. It's um, a combination uh, yeah, it's, of good and preachy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a combination of what? A combination of, of both being good and preachy. You can be both. Good and, yeah. 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 That's I mean that's maybe just kind of how I feel about this season with like some of the hammered in what I felt was at times hammered in kind of character moments like the one with Billy a little bit yeah but um I, I definitely felt that the cast stretches the smoothness of the writing and and why and some arcs work really great and some arcs don't work good which is different from season one where I think everything works fluid solidly perfectly season two is the one where we're getting tv shows second season vibes and then season three is a return to form with like a little bit of stretching i think i think the issue here is that yeah i don't want to call all, it out as like badly written no per no, no, se, no none of it's badly written there's still enough there no, i disagree you know? i disagree with that wholly i also think that I don't think that like I I don't I don't agree with this notion that we watch Stranger Things because of the charm of it or the Spielbergianness of it. I definitely think I watch Stranger Things because there's great characters and they progress over the three seasons and it, the seasonal arcs are really tied into it. Even with season two, where everything is like we call it less quality because there's like one really bad eleven arc going through the middle of it, but overall it's good and overall it ties into both seasons and aggressively bringing their arcs full circle and the and the the things and there's still more room to go and i i just i just like it and i'm sorry i think that all you really ever need is good character arcs and growth and that's all you need and yeah yeah we got villain issues and billy's a problem and everything else like and i think his completion here doesn't perfectly work and that's a build up problem from a lack of writing on him in season two because he was obviously supposed to be a villain and he was built up for season three and they just crossed over and combined and did everything else and i think i think that like overall like you know i just I'm sorry, character motivation and development and driven plots are just always going to win in the end, no matter what your issue with nostalgia is. And you know what? The nostalgia is cute on top of it. And it's just a whole full package for me. God damn it. If I don't like eating a TV dinner and watching Stranger Things, I don't eat TV dinners. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I mean, I went to Sonic, got drinks and warmed up a pizza and it was just like, it was great. Very American, it was great. Chill evening, yeah, so. I think that's it. It's like watching fucking, <laughs> it's like watching a new Spielberg film and it's good. Yeah. yeah, no, I think, I think I'm interested in it for the horror sci-fi, which of this particular flavor, we don't really have anymore or I I'm hard pressed to think of an example, you know. Uh, yeah, so. Yeah. All right, I definitely. So, do you recommend it or not? Yeah. All right, I think so. Give me your score. We'll, we'll say the score. I'm not going to put the scores on the final cast, but I am. Ah, you do want to hear my I numbers? Do, you I, know, do I do it. Yeah, I do. Well, it helps us. 
Because oh, um, we have no, like, seasonal television. Television is just a different animal than, like, fucking movies. So, like, putting a score on it. Yeah. Of course, we do, like, over at our anime podcast, put scores on, like, at least impressions of long-running shows. Well, okay, well, then let's, scale, let's use Animania's but... terms, then. Out of five, three is a, three is a, uh, uh, a good... Uh, four is a must-watch, five is a canon, and uh, uh, two is bad, and one is an offense to humanity. <laughs> I had actually figured it out in MGP scores. Since, but, uh, so you're going to yeah, just I'm have it? Think about this. Because <laughs> we're dumb. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, 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 I'm killing you here. Right. Uh, I do, I like the show, I enjoy watching it. Um, I guess the like this overall it's a three yeah i guess yeah overall what would you give season one season one's like maybe a four yeah same season two's like three 2.5 yeah or i mean season two and then season three is like maybe three yeah all of stranger things is in between a three and a four for me yeah so that's pretty fair. I think overall, though, I lead towards saying it's a four for how much enjoyment I've gotten out of it. As like I, a I mean, it's a show. really well produced, directed show. The mall is so cool. Yeah, and I think and that and that might <laughs> just be like we don't expect that a level of direction in television, and so it's interesting to kind of see TV made as just like a big movie. So that's like I, it is like a big it movie. is like a big movie, and I think that's the strength of it. Also, its weakness, and that's the problem. Is a lot of the things that I'd call Stranger Things weaknesses are elements that tie back into its strengths. So it's a, it's very much that every bit of criticism I have for it also ties into what makes it interesting, and so it doesn't feel like a criticism or a fair one. Uh. Yeah, I think the nostalgia goes both ways too, because you have scenes like. Um you know the Back to the Future explanation, which I'm I'm betting you enjoyed that whole segment. I did, and then I did very where the much. theater just like jumps out of their seats and applause like the best movie of all time. Yeah, <laughs> and then and it then you have good, somebody be like, "So he was gonna fuck his mom?" Like it was that was that was yeah. it worked for me. I'm sorry, them just being yeah, no, it was great because he's like yeah. tripping balls and it's like that was the premise of that movie, right? Yeah. So and and, <laughs> and then you have scenes like the new Coke thing where I'm just like I I, I, don't, I don't yeah I recognize this like it's one of those things where it's like I know my dad would have been like ah new coke's great and I would have been like sure but whatever that's <laughs> it's like one of those things it's like one of those 80s things that I'm like I'm sure it was great if you were there <laughs> like oh, I'm sure there's a lot of like dad bod dudes out there oh god who am I talking to I'm fucking 30 <laughs> shit not 30 yet come on man we're like 30 and like we when you're 30 i'm 29 you shut up <laughs> oh shit you're 28 right <laughs> yes okay cool so i gotta i gotta i gotta like a full year before i'm 30 that's fair you gotta help me through this man <laughs> hey i'm here you gotta, i'm talking to you, you about gotta, stranger things you gotta, yeah <laughs> giving you my hot take this is like, one of those things where it's like you know 80s is no longer like you know it's not the 90s anymore you can't say the 80s were like yesterday the 80s were like for fucking like 50 years ago it feels like all right i'm gonna go <laughs> sorry <laughs> for the movie gang podcast this has been trevor flynn you're good, and I've been your host, Jack Newman. Thank you for listening to us. If you want to head on over to TuscanShed.com, this is the Tuscan Shed Media Network. Go check out all the other podcasts, including Animania. Uh, 
bunch of other stuff too we're gonna be doing some other things i know uh, a couple of things just closed down me and ben are getting ready to launch a new podcast pen and paper hasn't had stuff up in a while that's because production values on that have been kind of rough and we had a member who kind of had to drop out due to personal stuff uh yeah so we'll kind of deal with that in the long run uh but mostly primarily right now we're just doing the movie gang podcast and animania and me and ben are gonna be launching one that uh i think ben is also gonna be uh we just finished up our run on geek space nine as well as a feast for bros so both our two uh show podcasts for uh, deep space nine and a feast for bros have just finished as have those shows so you definitely can go listen to old tracks from both those and hear from about season six onwards it'd be weird to try to complete that and do the, the whole roundabout on that but i'm not i'm not willing to go back and watch more game of thrones and i don't think anyone else on the cast is right now either so uh yeah <laughs> trevor's making a face like holy shit now uh yeah so for everyone here at the movie gang podcast i've gonna i've been your host jack this has been trevor thank you for listening oh. Oh, i should have signed off with das Vidanya again das Vidanya, mother ducker <laughs>